So I want to acknowledge this morning before I begin that um, it is a very strange morning for me. I am wearing hearing aids for the first time and my voice sounds very strange. So if I struggle a little bit, you'll understand why. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we indeed ask you to open our hearts and open our lives to receive your grace, to receive the new life that you bring to us that bears fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. So I've been enjoying this journey, and even as I've been away a couple of weeks, I've been listening to the messages uh, that we've been receiving here at St. Timothy's, and I want to thank Pastor Joe for conceiving this series and for developing it. Um, it has been uh, a wonderful, wonderful journey. Today, we're going to focus on this verse, John 15, verse 6. And this is what it says. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Sounds like judgment. Harsh words. Difficult words. But Joe helped us out. You remember this next slide? You remember this slide from a few weeks ago? Yeah, it sticks in your head. Matthew McConaughey with the blue glasses on. And Joe, you equated this image, this, these blue glasses with, with the idea of wearing lenses, seeing scripture through the lens of the law rather than through the lens of grace. And that thought, that idea has been blessing me for the last several weeks. And it's been tying into some of the things God has been doing in my heart for, for the last many years. But I recognize that I still have a tendency to hear through the lens of the law. And so when I see this verse, this John 15, 6 verse, I think, Oh my gosh, God wants to burn me. But I want us to pause for a moment and focus on the earlier part of the verse. Maybe take off the lens of the law and look at what the text actually says. It says, the branches that do not remain in the vine wither and die. What do you do with dead branches? You burn them. You dispose of them. You, you get them out of the way. The branches separated from the vine are already either dead or dying. It isn't the burning that kills the branch. It's the separation from the vine. God is letting us know that when we are separated from him, we're separated from that which gives us life. And very often we make those choices because of the deception that is in our lives. I want to I tell you a parable that you probably already know. It's called the parable of the man stuck on the roof. Many, many years ago in a land far, far away, 
a flood was coming into the land and the, the people of that land were encouraged to move to higher ground. This particular man, however, prayed to God, Lord, I know that you love me. Please save me from the rising waters. And as the waters rose, he went up onto the roof and Sure enough, a little bit later, a woman in a kayak, a two-person kayak, came by and she said, I saw you here on the roof and I have this open seat. Would you like to get in and we can go to dry ground? And the man said to the woman, Oh no, I have prayed and God is going to rescue me from heaven. Please go on your way. And the man continues to fervently pray that God would, would, would rescue him and save him. And pretty soon a sailboat comes by. And they said, I saw you here on the roof. Please get in and we can go to dry ground. And he goes, oh no, I have faith. I prayed that God will rescue me. Please go on your way. And he does. And now when the water's up to his knee and up to his waist, suddenly Sam Baez comes by flying a helicopter and invites him to get onto the helicopter to be rescued. And he says to Sam, Sam, no, I've been praying. I trust that God is going to rescue me. Please go away. And then all of a sudden he can't feel the roof anymore and he's treading water and he gets tired and he drowns. And he comes before God in heaven and he's angry at God. And he says to God, God, why did you desert me? I prayed faithfully. I witnessed faithfully that you would save me. But you didn't. Why? And God said, I sent you a kayak, a sailboat, and even Sam Baez in a helicopter. And you refused. How many of you have heard that? many times before. Exactly, I knew that. But I had to say it again because this is, in fact, an incredibly good parable for how in our lives we hear the promise of God and keep looking elsewhere for the blessing that God would pour out in us and through us. And so, what a great choice of music this morning. Lord, open our eyes. We want to see you. We want to recognize you and your promises when they come into our lives rather than being distracted and misinterpreting what you're doing in our lives. In Deuteronomy today, we have this verse. See, I have set before you today life and goodness as well as death and disaster. God puts the choice before the people. And one of the ways we can hear that is I've helped you to understand the path of life and the path of death. Choose the path of life. But I'm still struggling with my blue lenses. I'm, I'm still struggling with my law lens, and I still hear in this text, oh my God, I keep choosing death. Oh, my sin is so obvious that it's very clear to me that I keep choosing death. I'm in trouble. And then I read this next test, a few verses down in that same 30th chapter of Deuteronomy. It says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses, now choose life. And I'm so addicted to my law lenses that when I read this text, what I hear it say 
and it doesn't say this, but what I hear it say is, I, today I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. And I don't hear the rest. Heaven and earth are going to be witnesses to my brokenness and sin. They're going to be witness to the judgment I deserve. I'm going down because there's a host of witnesses against me. But listen to what the text really says. The text really says that God has called heaven and earth to bear witness to the truth that God has put before us. Life and death. The choice to receive the life that God offers to us or to choose to separate ourselves from God. And why would we ever do that? My suggestion to you is we do that because of deception. We do that because of false understanding, of false promises. You see, in this journey, I've been concerned from the beginning that what you're going to hear is you need to try harder to bear fruit in your life. Get your act together. There's just not enough apples on your tree. You need to work harder at meditating, work harder at reading scripture, be involved in more Bible studies, connect more to your grow groups so that, so that you can bear more fruit. Work harder at it. That's not abiding. That's not resting. That's not receiving the life that Jesus offers to produce in you by keeping you connected to the vine, by keeping you connected to him and the life that he offers you. I have set before you life and death. Accept life. Receive the gift. Abide in the goodness that God offers you. Joe gave us this slide as well. And at the very beginning of this series, Joe reminded us that the context of this parable that Jesus speaks is a context of grafting. If you're aware that sin has separated you, if you're aware that your life is falling short, what I want, what I hope you can hear in this gospel parable, what I hope you can hear in its context is that you, instead of withering and dying and therefore being burned, that you can be grafted into the vine. The, the context of this vineyard image is a context of grafting. And not only does a branch separated from its previous vine get grafted into a vine and therefore live, but its fruit is transformed. The whole purpose of grafting a branch into a vine is that now it will, it will uh, produce a new fruit, a new variety, a, new, a better fruit, presumably. 
You see, God grafts our lives into Christ. He, he roots us in the gospel so that he can transform us to bear even better fruit than we've ever seen before in our lives. Fruit that gives life. I was asking the other day someone about what was the purpose of fruit, and they said to eat. And I said, well, that's true, but the very definition of fruit is that it bears seeds so that fruit can beget trees that beget fruit. It's, it's, this, it's this legacy fund idea. It's that it, it keeps on giving. God works through you to bless you, to bless others who will bless others who will bless others. This is how God chooses by his gospel to bring transformation to our world and our world needs transformation in a major way. Marilyn and I have a good friend that we've traveled with. He's a, a leader of tours in the footsteps of Jesus and the footsteps of Paul. His name is Bob Ronglian. Bob is a, a, a great uh, pastor and teacher. Bob is in Israel, and he's been there for days. And he posts each day on Facebook, and one of the things he posted on Facebook recently is, our planes were all canceled, but we, have new, we all have new flights to get home next week. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? You're still there? You're staying there? And yesterday he sent an update and he said, uh, uh, we're here, we're up in Galilee, and it's the safest place in Israel. After I heard Hezbollah, you know, maybe, Bob, I can't believe you're still there. But I want you to hear what, what he wrote. This is what Bob wrote yesterday. After a time of worship and reflection on the beach, we headed out for our boat ride on the lake. That is the Sea of Galilee. From the water, we were able to see all the places along the shore where Jesus carried out his mission in this region. On the boat, we reflected on Jesus' challenging call to Simon to become more than just a friend who would serve him, but also a follower who would submit to him. He saw all the places in Galilee where Jesus had done his mission and then he called him to submit to him so that through those same disciples the gospel would spread beyond Galilee, beyond Jerusalem to the uttermost parts of the world. God is still at work God is not just interested in your receiving the gifts he has for you. He is. He's also interested in providing gifts to the world through you. As you abide in him and allow his life-giving grace and goodness to bear this transformed, wonderful fruit in your life, the world experiences the love and life-giving grace of Jesus. That's God's intention for his church. He gives us this choice of choosing 
life as he reveals the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and allows us to be embraced and transformed and given life through that good word. Jesus welcomes you. Abide in me, he invites you. Hebrews says this, see to it that you do not refuse him. Allow yourself to allow the gospel to shine light on those things that would pretend to offer you life, but cannot. That would pretend to offer you meaning, but far less meaning than the meaning God has intended for you and gifted in you for his son and for his church and for his glory. Jesus says, I and the resurrection and the life. Believe in me and I will bring transformation through you to the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.